Hey there, beautiful Joyce Seeker. Welcome to the I Am Changing podcast. I'm your host, Kaz Humphreys, and I'm a change facilitator. In today's podcast episode, I am delighted to be joined by the amazing Debbie Rossi from the Centre for Intuitive Meditation. Over the last 14 years, Debbie has been a busy girl as an author, a kinesiology and meditation practitioner, a meditation trainer and mentor, and Debbie's business currently incorporates an active clinical practice, as well as delivering an amazing intuitive meditation teacher training program of which I'm a participant. I've invited Debbie today to explore her passion of working in the heart space with intuitive meditation. Welcome aboard, Debbie. Oh, thank you. Thank you, gorgeous goddess. I am so excited to be here. Thank you. <laughs> thank thank you. I can see we're just going to be laughing all day today. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I know, on. Oh, be with ease and grace. Let's, let's be very clear. Do it with ease and grace from the heart, not from anything else. Mm, yes, please. So I've been getting a lot of questions about the meditation teacher training that I've been doing this year and some of the work that I've been doing last year and both of those courses have been with you. And I think we need to sort of set the ground rules as to let's actually define what is intuitive meditation. And I'd love to hear your explanation of it. Okay, thank you. Well, intuitive meditation. So if we think about intuitive meditation so for me there are really um i suppose two threads to intuitive meditation you have the micro and then you have the macro space so for me thinking about that micro space of intuitive meditations we have those moments in our days um, for me you know it is um, more of a morning practice that i have it's a practice that I choose to make. So it's a choice that you make to sit in meditation. And when I talk about making that choice, it's not necessarily about the outcome or the expectations or the needing it for it to look a certain way. It's just simply arriving and meeting yourself in that space, in quiet, in stillness and in your heart space. So the reason why intuitive meditation why the word intuitive is joined with meditation is because these meditations that i i share with um, my students and with my clients they're not a sort of do it to me sort of a meditation where i take you through um, a relaxation meditation and you have it done to you it is very much a space where we work together so what we do in an intuitive meditation is we go through a few stages. So first we'll set um, an intention, then we'll move into some breathing practices. And the breathing practices are really important because what they actually do is they begin to calm and settle the body to be able to be in a space to connect, to remember um, our intuition, our inner knowing. And then from our breath, we spend a moment in our heart. Our heart is so juicy and full of, you know, compassion, love, curiosity, courage and gratitude. And from here in our heart, what it actually does is it begins to instigate and ignite and help us to hear those whispers of our own intuition, our own inner knowing. And this is the real key to the meditation as such because it's all about us connecting to our own wisest teacher within 
it's not that again like i said in the beginning it's not that i do this to you and i tell you what you need to experience it's about you experiencing your own wisdom within your own gold we all have that you know intuition is not a gift that some of us have and some of us don't have and only people who are more spiritual or more clairvoyant have we all have it and we all know it when we quieten down those stories the words the things all the hats that we wear when we quieten all of that down then we just spend a moment to hear to listen be present to our intuition because it's always there it's always guiding us we just allow life to i suppose get in the way and cloud our own truth our own knowing and from here this space you know that i spend you know thinking again the micro space of those times you know during my day when i have specific meditation times you know from there that intuition that inner knowing that comes through then begins to create a path create a way forward create a way into this moment um to journey with and to be present with with that wisdom with that knowing that comes through I could sit to that over and over <laughs> and over and I'll get something different every single time. I want to go back to the reference you made of meeting myself because so many people say to me, oh, meditation is like becoming a Buddhist monk and, and being a guru and it's, it's actually not. It's just about being present with yourself. Exactly, exactly, yes, yes. And I mean, interesting enough, when you said that, I mean, I um, had the privilege of meeting um, one of those, you know, um, he's called a Baba, a Baba when I went to India. And he's, his only thing that he does is meditate. And um, he sits on the side of, you know, the Himalayas. Um, he has no clothes, no attachments, no nothing. Although when we met him, he put on clothes, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> he might be making money on the side for another reason. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> no, people oh. come to him to worship him. And, um, and it was interesting. And they, um, you know, and that's, that's his life. That's his life that he has chosen to experience in this life form to be, you know, on the side of the mountain meditating for hours and days and days and days and days. And that's where he meets himself. But that's not the life that I have chosen, you know, that you have chosen in this moment. And maybe the readers, the listeners have chosen in this moment, you know, we're not here to um, disconnect from life disconnect from ourselves this is about meeting ourselves in this moment and returning to who we are because the thing is like I said you know um, we get so caught up in the headspace in the thoughts in the words in the you know doubts in the fears and the ego yeah. um, that we forget that our truth our true nature is actually love and we forget it's not that it's gone anywhere or it's disappeared or that mine is greater than somebody else's or less than somebody else's. It's actually that we just forget that our own true nature is love. And when we spend this time in the quiet, in the stillness, away from all of that noise, that monkey mind that, you know, goes over and over and over again. I know, you know, I'm familiar with this and I'm sure, you know, many people are familiar with that monkey mind that we all have. Oh, yeah. We actually just begin to find the quiet and we begin to settle into ourselves, into our true nature. And this is really where, you know, the gold and the wisdom lives, 
within. It doesn't live in all of those words and stories that we tell ourselves and that we tell others about ourselves. It really is in those quiet, still moments. I remember last year in the peak of uh, a bout of anxiety driven by PTSD, whilst I still had the thoughts and the noise, the meditation practice really gifted me a very still body and and in turn it created almost like a muscle memory of the more I practiced the practice of meditation of coming back into my heart of connecting with that space of love and who I really am I got quieter I got stiller I slowed down and it was this beautiful practice that now I crave and I miss it if I don't do it in my morning ritual if that makes sense so I know one of the questions that I'm regularly asked what does it mean to be not in our head and in our heart space and I think you've really tied that in of you know meeting yourself of who you truly are back in that heart space with that connected wisdom you know and so I know this podcast focuses on presenting ways in which people can make positive changes in their life how does the average person, and because we're all average and brilliant in our perfection, how can anybody use meditation? Okay, so <laughs> just <laughs> let's just you know, know you're the big one, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes, yes, I love it, I love it. So, I think it comes back to that space because I said earlier, you know, the micro sense of meditation where you actually you know close down your eyes and you become present but when we think about that macro space of meditation and bringing in that thread of meditation of intuition of heart space into every area of our life into every moment of our life and i for myself i believe that you know this is where Um, It makes a difference in my life and in those whom I get the pleasure of working with and sharing this journey with Mm -hmm. because it's not in just in that maybe half an hour or an hour time that you close down your eyes and you're still and you're quiet because Mm -hmm. they're um, sacred moments, they're special moments that we create, we go out of our way to create. But what the key is, is bringing in that thread of our intuition, our heart and that stillness and that quietening down of the noise into our everyday life. And, you know, I have, I have quite a full life, um, you know, in the sense that, you know, I have four children, I run my business, I have a husband who works um, very busy um very a lot of you know a lot of stuff going on Mm. so for me it's that space and what it has gifted me in the sense of the change that I have seen in my life and you know people have recognized this change in me as well and I see it and I can see it in my children when they mirror back to me as well which is really beautiful and it's not to say that you know I have perfected this art you know, I still have my moments of humanness. And I think that's really important to note and to make a point that life isn't about getting it perfect. It's about arriving into that moment, whatever you are feeling, whatever you are experiencing, whether that be, you know, comfortable or discomfort or pain or anguish or anger or trauma or joy or love, whatever, just arriving into it and being present, being aware for what it is there 
for you. It's a lovely way of making connection to your practice of perfection, isn't it? Mm, Yes, yes. Because perfection, I mean, really, like I said, you know, that Baba on the side of the Himalayas meditating for hours and hours, that's his purpose. That's not our purpose. This is the humanness of life, the messiness. One of my mentors recently talked about that, the messiness of life, the messiness of being human, the messiness of being a leader or a business person or a mother or whatever hat, whatever role that you lead. And it's important. It just allows you to, I suppose, bring in kindness, bring in compassion to yourself in every moment as you follow that thread of your heart. It's not something that you just do once in the day and you're done. It becomes, you know, uh, a a new way of um, speaking a new language. You know, when you learn a new language, the more that you practice it, the more that you bring it into your everyday, everyday words, the more that you embody it. And I think that's really the key to intuitive meditations. And it's something that I am so strong on sharing. And you've probably picked this up in all of the classes, but it's about the experience, about embodying the learning, embodying the knowing that is within you, your gold, your heart, embodying that and living from that space, from your truth. I love that. That's just further clarification of what you were meaning before about meeting yourself. I find myself thinking back to one of the other training participants in this current course, and she shared with us a walking in nature meditation. And it really reaffirmed for me in this question that I asked, how can anybody pick up the art of meditation? It's you're not limited to just sitting down and closing your eyes in that Buddhist monk or the bubby on the mountain pose You can do it while you're walking. You can do it while you're at the gym. You can gain access to your heart space, that source of kindness, that love, wherever you are, perhaps whilst not driving, but you can still be in that relaxed state. And that's really what you're talking about, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And you don't have to close down your eyes. So I often do it when I'm driving. (laughs) Um, You can do it with your eyes. (laughs) We need to put out an alert for your sub ending. It's going to while driving. <laughs> yep, I'm get I out certainly more. do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I certainly do. I put my hand on my seat, oh, obviously, my left hand, my right hand is on the steering wheel, my eyes are fully open, and I've got my hand on my heart. Oh. Because HeartMath Institute, you know, the way that they have taught. Um, this heart space, you know, the heart connection, that heart energy that I talk of, one of the things that they say is they, um, one of the um, ways that they deliver um, these heart information is to businesses and to bring it into businesses, they really needed to ground it into more science, more facts, more information, more body. So what they do is what they teach their business participants to do is to actually put their hand on their heart because then it becomes more of that physical connection. It becomes more like my hand, you know, you're telling your mind, my hand is on my heart. I'm thinking about my heart. This is what's going to take um, precedence now. I'm going to move from this space. So even just by putting your hand on your heart with your eyes fully open, driving the road, you know, you can actually connect into this space. And the more that you practice it, the beautiful thing is, the more that you sit within your own intuition, within your own heart, within that quiet within, you can be in a busy room and just be in the quiet. 
Yeah. It doesn't have to be that you have to find, and that's one of the things that I talk about too. You don't have to find, you know, the conditions of a quiet house, a quiet room, no disruptions, you know. Absolutely. Like I said, I have four kids, you know, and often in lockdown, you'll find me in my walk-in robe with two doors closed, my bedroom door, <laughs> my walk-in robe door closed, and I'll be sitting on the floor in a meditation, yeah, you know, whether that be... Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And they'll come in and they'll find me and it's like, okay, I'll be out in a minute, you know, but it doesn't have to, it, it's not about making this as something separate to your life, I suppose, is what I'm really trying to say, because it's about bringing it into your every moment, your every breath, your every day, yep. because that's where the change is made. It's not change when you think about it, you know, for half an hour a day, because we have 24 hours in one day. Yep. You know, it's about bringing it into every moment. I know last year in the kinesiology meditation course, you taught very short, sharp techniques to integrate meditation into the clinical setting, which I just love because it means that I can gift someone with a recording during a session. And for the two to six minutes, say that it takes to do whatever it is that facilitated the, the session, they can then use that as ongoing support. So just to clarify, we're not advocating you have to sit for any specific period of time. You can continue making that connection to your heart space, that meeting of yourself at any given time of the day for any required period of time that you need to just reconnect, recharge the battery. It's not something that is so structured like you have to go to a gym class and it takes 48 minutes to sweat your backside off. It's this is what do you need in the moment? Oh, I can utilize this tool that I, that I have and I've been practicing. And I especially find that if I'm postulating on, I get an idea in a dream and I want to follow it through after doing my morning ritual, I often go for a walk in nature and the clarity that I get when I'm at peace around with nature all around me is when my intuition is at its highest. But I also get that at certain times of the day, like at sunrise or at sunset. And, and so there's a number of different health benefits that um, you were talking before about the HeartMath Institute, which I find fascinating because their scientific research is so well documented and shared amongst the scientific community now that it's actually... You know, sometimes I've got a GP who actually prescribes meditation as, as a tool to get, you know, your blood pressure down. What are some of the other benefits that people can benefit from meditation? Wow, I love that, Doctor. Wow. Oh, no, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Wow, wow. And I love that idea that, you know, it's becoming more and more um, accepted and received yes. And, yes. and lived, I suppose, in everyday in, in the world. Um, but some of the benefits are really that space, because like I said earlier, we, we spend a moment with our breath. So our breath, what it does, it actually begins to um, calm our nervous system. So as we move into any type of breathing technique, um, what we are doing is we are beginning to access that parasympathetic nervous system, that calm, that reset. And it's not necessarily about just in that moment, because what we're doing is sometimes, you know, in our lives, you know, we are very much in that space of stress or anxiety or doing, you know, and we're in that heightened state and our bodies forget our energetic body and our physical body forgets that space of feeling settled, that space of feeling calm. Yeah. 
And with the breathing techniques, what they do is they actually invite in a sense of calm and settledness within the body. So what you do then is because then the more time that again, and the more regularly you practice this, then the more that your body begins to recognize that sense of calm, that sense of um, settling, relax. And this space of the parasympathetic nervous system is where our bodies heal itself, where our bodies find that equilibrium and the balance within itself. And we know that our bodies know what to do and to heal itself and to you know, work magic within. But it doesn't do it when we're in that space of stress and anxiety. It does it when we allow ourselves just to heal, to be quiet, to be still. And the more that you spend time in that, so you'll go out into the world and you'll, you know, might be hit with something, you know, in your face. Maybe it might be, um, I don't know, anger or frustration or um, a life event or trauma or whatever that may look like. But because you've allowed your body the experience of the parasympathetic nervous system, this rest and reset, you'll begin to notice that it will be able to then gently move up, yes, into that heightened state because we still need that heightened state. We're human, you know, we need that space of doing and, you know, it wakes us up in the morning, it gets us going, it gives us fire in our belly to do something. But it begins, the, the bridge between the two almost becomes easeful and it almost becomes like a memory. It remembers the space of that calm, that reset. And I think that's really important because it's not just a, a settling of the mind, it's a settling of the body. And our body holds such wisdom and memories within it, you know, every cell in our body and even our heart space. You know, if you think about your heart space, when you are in those feelings of anxiety and stress, you know, your heart rate will be all over the place. It'll be up and down and quite jagged and quite irregular. And if you think about every cell in your body is getting that rhythm from your heart, that irregularity, that up and down, that jaggedness. But when we move into those feelings of compassion and love and gratitude and courage and curiosity and all of those beautiful heartfelt feelings, what happens with our heart rate, it actually becomes smooth, it becomes even and it becomes in balance. Each beat becomes in balance with the next beat. And then all of the cells in your body begin to receive that balance, that evenness, that easeful flow between the two states. And that's the key. And that's what we're doing with our bodies, you know, just in that time of meditation. But again, HeartMath Institute have um, proven that only three minutes in the heart, um, in those feelings of love and compassion and courage and um, gratitude, will give you up to six hours of improved bodily function, you know? So it's quite huge to think, you know, and think about, you know, your little heart beating in the middle of your chest, reaching every cell in your body. And then we know we're energy first. So that energy then transforms from outside of our body to outside of ours, us, reaching people that we come in contact with, you know, going further still, reaching the universe, reaching Mother Earth when we walk through her lightly and we share the journey with her. I love that. So to wrap that up, it's really like <laughs> saying meditation is like the conduit to us to access our own medicine. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Oh. Yes. Yes, Karen. <laughs> I could talk about this for hours. And you obviously do meditation much more eloquently than I do, which is why I got you on today. We've got to wrap up, but without putting you on the spot, please know that, um, 
I want to ask a couple of questions just to wrap up our session today. And I'm asking this of everybody. What are you grateful for in your life right now? Mm, just one <laughs> thing. Um. <laughs> no, it could just be all of that on column A. <laughs> um, what am I grateful for in my life right now? I am grateful for, for me, for my heart, for showing up, for um, going on this journey, for being able to share it with you, for this journey and all of the beautiful things that it brings me and for I'm grateful for that choice that I make every day every morning um, when I wake up and get up and in every moment I'm grateful for me I think grateful that. for me there'll be a whole episode on choice trust me what's the current <laughs> book on your bedside table mm, the current book on my bedside table this is one that I am moving through quite slowly because um, it's one to digest um, the five invitations Ooh. And yes, yes, the five invitations and the blurb of it is discovering what death can teach us about living fully. <laughs> oh, all right, listeners, I will make sure I get the title and the author of that and I will put it in the show because <laughs> I'm already salivating over that. Tell mm, me, Debbie, what's your favourite way to manifest or create what you want? Mm, now, um, my favourite way, well, you see, I think uh, I sort of go backwards in this answer and um, in this question, I think, because for me, it's all about this moment, not so yeah. much about the end destination. So yeah. for me in this moment, my favorite way to be present to myself is through my heart, is okay. in in love, in truth, in courage, <laughs> courage it. to yeah, be. That leads really well into the favorite tip for our listeners to live an abundant life kind of it's the same thing really isn't it kind of is but i would also like to layer in the word um compassion Ugh. compassion because we just need to layer that in we are always our worst critic and we always think that you know there's something more something more something more or trying 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 yes. just soften it all with compassion that's my tip <laughs> oh my goodness debbie rossi thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your heart and wisdom so grateful for having you. As always, listeners, there are daily inspirational posts on my Instagram and Facebook pages to support our alignment and connection. I've included links in the show notes below, and I've also included links to Debbie's social sites as well, if what she does resonates for you. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode, and thank you in advance for liking, rating, and sharing this podcast within your own Change Tribe. I hope it generates a fire of loving support and proactive discussion of how you can take charge of your journey steps through life, regardless of the challenges that experience brings you. I'm your podcast host, Kaz Humphreys, aka The Change Chick. The I Am Changing podcast is a reminder that we can all choose to change and bloom from within. See you next time.